Smartcast. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I am so dehydrated. You know what's so interesting? I realized that I, I'm so witchy that I can tell when it's about to be a full moon without checking. Is it like, a full I've moon? Been, yeah, because I was restless for the past 72 hours. I was like, ooh, my spirit. I'm overwhelmed spiritually. Child, I couldn't Asian sleep. Over here. I'm so Knee serious. Caps, <laughs> kneecaps hurting because it's raining, y'all. Since ooh. Saturday, I've been like, ooh, why do I feel so restless? I'm overstimulated. And this morning, I literally, my eyes popped open at 5 a.m. And I was like, it's a fucking full moon. And I looked and, and I Googled full moon and it started 13 minutes earlier. That's how bad it's gotten. I'm feeling the moon shift. <laughs> Mm. And the funny thing is, it's not my Haitian side that I get my magic from. It's my Cuban side. Mm-hmm. I went to a Haitian priestess and said, hey, sister, I'm one of you. She's like, no, you're not. Where else are you from? I said, <laughs> she's like, my ancestors, they don't recognize you for shit. You guys are Catholic. It's very Christian. <laughs> Where else are you from? And I said, well, my dad, my dad be daddy's Cuban. She's like, yes, I sent her here. I ain't got nothing to do with Haiti. So funny <laughs> enough, I get none of my magic from Haiti. She said, put that on somebody else's chat. She's like, yeah, that's not us. <laughs> she was like, mm-hmm. uh-uh, get somebody else to do it. <laughs> she was like, you ain't got nothing to do with us. What, what else you think? Espanol? So the funny thing is, of all the things my daddy gave me, uh, he gave me hair, um, I, my ability to tan, no matter how black I am, and uh, magic. Testosterone that's and magic. Be grateful for. That's all I got from that nigga's testosterone and magic. Sounds well rounded to me. <laughs> really? Because I really hate that I had to get laser. Because of that, I was fuzzy. Cubans are fuzzy, guys. I don't know if you know about <laughs> oh, Latin wow. Americans. Yeah, it's a science thing where everything that is considered a stereotype of Latin Americans is tied to testosterone, anger, horniness, having lots of hair. That's all testosterone. Mm. Oh, yo, como va? All the Latinos are like, oh, that's why I'm always like this. So if you are a bald headed Latino, you are atypical. Guys, it's so good to see your faces. I've had a day. I've had a day. Um, we're we're gonna jump right into Thanksgiving because uh, the holiday season is exhausting. Lulu, we're gonna start with you because Jeffrey, I feel like I already know your answer. We're gonna we're gonna get to Jeffrey, obviously, but Lulu, uh, how was your Thanksgiving? Because I feel like I was watching the Huxtables reboot. <laughs> you were going to Hillman grad. Uh, you were with your eighteen million cousins. It was all very wholesome. How was Detroit Thanksgiving in Detroit? It was lovely. Like I, my, my parents, they had everybody at their house. They had like 35, 40 people at their house. Jesus a bunch Christ. of my cousins came into town. My um, cousin is the GM for the Lions. And I also am from Detroit. So we go, they have a game on Thanksgiving day every year. They, um, and every year for the most part, they lose, but we still keep showing oh. up. <laughs> we got awkward wait a minute <laughs> i am ready to be hurt again <laughs> every year i watch my home team lose with my friends and family right. oh that got but dark tors- so- <laughs> <laughs> it 
it's still really fun. And like, we always have a good time. And I love my family. Like they love shenanigans. They love, you know, having people over, eating, drinking, laughing. So it it really is a good, wholesome, drunk time. <laughs> wholesome and drunk. That's Lulu. You are wholesome. <laughs> now, Jeffrey, how was your Thanksgiving? Because I feel like, you know, I know this answer. It was the best day ever. I had the most take your time, leisurely Thanksgiving day ever. My uh, original yes. Thanksgiving plans uh, fell through because a, a friend, they had to go visit a family member because they ended up getting feeling sick. So that kind of canceled mm. the original plans. But I was like, you know what? I had other invites to go to. I was like, I kind of don't want to do nothing. So <laughs> That's real. I legit, like I had slept in. I didn't get out of bed till like 11 o'clock. I made a very uh, abbreviated Thanksgiving menu, but with things that I knew wouldn't take all day preparation, things I knew I could just uh, get done. I did laundry. <laughs> I cleaned up. I did inventory. Ordered things on Amazon. Y'all see these boxes back here, baby. Amazon, <laughs> you know. You went shopping, uh, shopping. Did a little shopping. And then Blue had mentioned that she, because she was supposed to be out of town as well. That ended up not happening. So I said, come on over. And me and Blue, we spent Thanksgiving right over here. We ate. We had a kiki. Drank. And just, it was just chill. It was no, I, she walked in in her sweatpants and I said, thank you so much for showing up <laughs> in your sweatpants. Sweatpants and a bonnet. Yeah, I said, I had a bonnet you. on. Okay. I you know, that. I mean, business where I'm wearing pajamas and a bonnet. And we was just <laughs> on this couch all night. It was just, it was. It really so, was like, I was like, oh my God, it's one o'clock. I should probably go home. And it's what's so interesting is the invite was peak. Like, you know, when, when you're close to somebody, you don't have to try. It was like, hey, what are you do for Thanksgiving? I was like, well, nothing now, child. I just, I don't cancel my flight back to the East Coast. Well, you should, you could come over to eat. Well, what time are you cooking? I don't know. What you cooking? I don't know. I kept telling her, she, she kept saying, like, she kept trying to give me updates when she, I said, Blue, it's no rush. Because right. <laughs> if you get too early, it ain't nothing to eat over here. At three o'clock, <laughs> when I rolled out of bed, I rolled out of bed at three o'clock and said, Hey, friend, I'm about to jump in the shower. He said, Good for you. Like, he was like, I don't care. <laughs> I said, Girl, I don't. <laughs> Finally, around, I think I got there. I will say this. I, I got, got there like around 7.30-ish. Yeah, I got there at 7.30. That's how, that's how leisurely it was. If you leave it up to me, I'm showing up at 7.30. You said whenever I felt like it. And so and the timing was perfect because the food was almost done. It's almost like I, I could feel it in the air. Like I could smell the chicken. Cuban skills came right back in comedy. It really did. I smell chicken. And so I got excited. I walked in literally as the food was done. The timing could not have been any more impeccable. And what's interesting is after we ate, um, you know, guys, I love a little magic. Something told me to bring my tarot cards. And I don't bring them out often. They usually, you have to be in my house for me to pull cards. Some things had to bring them. And we pulled some tarot cards on Jeffrey Smith Jr. Not just me. Don't do that. Don't make it sound like I'm the only juicy part of the story, baby. You're just cool too. <laughs> I don't even remember my part. So that's funny. Um, so uh-huh. we, we pulled cards on Jeffrey. And it was so interesting because he was having this whole conversation. You know, the same stuff he says in the show, guys. At least he's consistent with his BS. You know, fuck love, get paid. <laughs> Fit the girls up. X, Y, Z. But then what I, do I also say? That you don't be believing. What do I also say? He loves love and sh- for for a couple hours. Yes, and so we pulled his cards. Wow, we pulled his cards. He is the biggest sap on this show. I told y'all. No, you 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 told us with a kick with a, a glint in your eye. I be, <laughs> but I be telling, I be speaking my truth. Y'all just be y'all be wanting to believe the bullshit. You're deflecting. Oh, okay. The bullshit is very loud, friend. So- <laughs> oh, the bullshit. The bull- I say the bullshit with my chest. Oh, yeah, the bullshit is very, very raucous. I just want us all to acknowledge. And so it was just so funny because 
I pulled my card and of course my card said that I want love and companionship and X, X, Y, and Z. And Jeffrey's card said, he wants even more. I was like, Jesus Christ. She thought she was still pulling from her energy. I said, no, that's me, That's me. (laughs) (laughs) But then then I pulled a card on who Jeffrey wished he was. And it was, it was a city girl. So that's a projection. That's not really him guys. For everybody who believes Jeffrey and his bullshit. That what is it, my Gemini Sun or is it my Gemini Rising? Which one Gemini is it? Gemini Rising, yeah. My Gemini Rising, you know, you get a little it's, it's two sides. He 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 is pretending this man wants love, looking Panub and all the wrong places. Well, no, he wants I ain't to pretending, just... I just don't want it right now. Like as a you're uh, November twenty seven, I don't want you're it right now. Pretending you want to check, and the and the card said bullshit. You still want love? Just scared. <laughs> I, no, 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 no. I agree. I do eventually, but as of November twenty seventh, in this moment, in this day and time, I do not. City girls up. City girls up. City girls lying. Okay, city girls crying in the shower. <laughs> See, you got to put them cards. Yeah, I'm telling my words. I'm telling my truth. You gonna put them cards? Like, oh, damn, I, he was right. The, no, the cards. Right the card said he's pretending to be a city girl, but there's nothing more that he wants than the ultimate form of love. Like he pulled up the the most exalted cantering. Like this is Lulu's cards. It was all feelings and hugs and kisses and rainbows and shit. It was like extreme. I want love. So I just want y'all to know that sometimes the loudest hoe in the room really. Wait just a minute now. Hold let's redo that statement let's, let's redo that no because you're 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 the proponent my grandmother of, might watch this oh shit <laughs> sorry you're, oh man okay you're a proponent of getting your money and if he has 30 million who needs love the card said you do that's who the card yeah. said if he has 30 millions you still need love but today Jeff- i take the 30 million and then eventually i'll fall in love <laughs> and then i, I believe- should second jeff i really don't okay. nobody does they, Lulu, y'all didn't believe that. me when i told y'all i love love and blue saw it for herself she had no, the proof uh, what did we say it wasn't that we didn't believe me said you you love love it was just interesting that you were louder about the coin you yeah because right now the- yeah because right now that's where i am well i'm not gonna share what else happened during that reading i, I will try to keep the rest of our business confidential um one of the things that i do want to point out that was so funny that harkened back to the show is i was lying on the couch and one second, I was so full from the food Jeffrey gave us. It was so good. I get up and I guess my bra let, like I was wearing like a, like a tank top. <laughs> and Jeffrey, what did you scream when I tried to sit up on your couch? <laughs> Lutasha, Boo accosted me with them titties. <laughs> she, she got a, I'm sitting there having a good old conversation with her. Mama got up in a way that I don't think was necessary. Absolutely. But the way she got up, it was just. Wow, wow. I said they do exist. <laughs> no, what he actually said was Tedes. Like he literally <laughs> screamed Tedes at me as I was tra- and Lou, he's being dramatic. I just sat up. That's all I did was sit up. And so oh. it's just interesting that we talked about the comment section. You ain't no better than the comment section, friend. It was because <laughs> I I now know what the comment section saw. Lou, I've been around you for a very long time. I have never seen that before in my life. I said, now, wait a minute. That was a girl overnight. What's going on? What's happening here? <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is why I have a complex, as you guys can see. Because of this, I'm wearing a turtleneck, um, fully covered. We did get comments. People we saying, hey, can you repost the video? The answer is no, because my own co-host cannot uh, be around me without yelling titties. So I will not be ever sharing <laughs> that video. That, first of all, Lulu, you've seen me in that top before. Jeffrey is being so exaggerated. Like, he's exaggerating. Natasha. Latasha, you would have thought I had believe? more than more than chicken over here <laughs> that she was coming in. I was comfortable with my friends, so I dressed regular. You see, men yeah, are men, guys. And that's men why we men. were able to laugh about it, and it was not uh, 
It was hilarious. Uh, yeah, it was, you know, <laughs> just a very free fun, no no pressure or anything like that, you know. I mean, I didn't feel pressure. I was wearing my, my, my crop top. I was very comfortable in my bonnet. I was, <laughs> I was dressed for bed in your house. You know what's uh, a little bit tricky about that conversation, though, is since then, I had a conversation with some friends. I'm picking my words wisely because it's Jeffrey's point. We still want to have friendships uh, after yeah. the podcast. Uh-uh. Say it all. Mention it all. <laughs> Mention it all. Like, oh, you was Mona Scott right before? Name them. So, so Name my, 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 my Haitian sense, Mona Scott. Name them. Um, <laughs> so I have recently found out that a friend that I thought was gay is actually bi and had been trying to get my cookies and I was just too slow to pick up on it. Mm. And I, the question is, is that not predatory? If you are a bisexual man, is pretending you're gay? And, I, and Lula, I'm not talking about the one that you think I'm talking about. I'm talking about something else. Okay. Because we've, we've, we've discussed. Yeah, it's, like, it's a pandemic. <laughs> okay. It's, it's a pandemic of bi fishing. Is that a thing? We're going to call it bi fishing. So I, he made it seem like he was only into men and only talked about his the guys that he was into. And I was very comfortable around him. And I knew something was off where we were hanging out one weekend. And this is a while ago. And now this story has different context because I've since found out that he's actually bi and not gay and has been sleeping with uh, some of his female friends who fell for it. Right. Um, I was at his house. <laughs> By the way, this, not, this does not sound like the beginning of a porno. Oh, my God. I'm your gay friend. You don't want to get in the bed with me. Like, so I was staying at his house. He had a big king size bed. We were just going to share a bed. No big deal. And at one point I was like, it's hot as balls in here. What's wrong? He said, the AC is broken. I said, so what have you been doing? Like, I can barely breathe in here. It's like, like Sahara Desert hot. He was like, oh, I just took a cold shower and sleep in the bed naked. Now, I'm, I'm, th- th- Lulu, <laughs> Jeffrey. I made the same face as Lou Tasha. <laughs> so I, I made the same face like, wait, you don't, you have a broken AC. It's the middle of the summer. You know, I'm spending the weekend with you. And your game plan up until this point was been to take a cold shower naked and get in the bed. <laughs> but like, I'm sharing the bed. So what 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 happens now? And so he was like, "It's no big deal. Just I'm gay. Just take a shower and get in the bed." I said, "Um, when a man tells me to take a shower and get naked in the bed, it's not for sleep." And so I'm <laughs> I, I'm uncomfortable. Like you know, like muscle memory. Like I've been told this several times, and it's never to sleep, right? And so I was just like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go sleep sleep in the living room, and tomorrow I'm gonna get you a fan. Like I'm gonna go to Target. I'm gonna gift you a fan if this is how your living room guests come over because it's a little rude." Like, let's, like he was like we've been friends for so long why can't i see you like what's the big deal of me seeing you naked and i was like no friend that's not how that works it doesn't say oh i've known you for two years let me see your cookies right maybe i'm missing something on the friendship handbook so i always thought that incident was weird because he kept on it felt like the beginning of a badly acted porno to find out now after the fact from mutuals over the weekend that he's tried this with other female friends and ended up like fingering them <laughs> Nasty. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> okay. I don't mean to laugh because this is actually bad, right? But like it's funny because it's wild. How would you feel? I'm gonna start with Lou because I feel like well, Jeff, you could get fingered too. Let me not be like this is just sorry. a Tasha question. <laughs> I'm like, this is, this is just a, wait, oh, what'd you say? I'm sorry, huh? No, no, because this involves all of us. But like, like, how would you feel to because you know we both have lots of queer men in our lives who we love, who they're like brothers to us. We adore them. We have their backs. We want to see them happy. How would you feel if one of your brothers you found out was not actually gay the entire time and was low key trying to like you know. 
Come on, Lou, come take a shower and get in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> How would you feel if Jeffrey, if you and Jeffrey were hanging out? And he I said, I get would, Jeffrey would get me easy because I would be like, oh. okay, Jeff. <laughs> oh my god wait wait whoa 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 okay the show has already okay wait 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 wait. i mean no 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 oh my god okay. i did not come here to fool with y'all tonight <laughs> okay no no lulu we were not expecting that so you're saying that if jeffrey on the show co-host jeffrey said lulu my ac broken you're gonna have to take a cold shower and just get in the bed with me you'd be like okay you really would do that i probably would like i'm like oh i am not threatening he was not threatening too friend so old girl got fainted a little bit so my question is like how do you jeffrey how do you feel knowing that some of your brethren are moving like this what are your thoughts about men pretending to be I gay? Don't know that man. <laughs> no. He said, "Don't put that on me, girl." I get in it <laughs> because I want this. <laughs> because there's, there's been a lot of predatory activity that's in the news recently, right? And we often think of the queer community as victims. We often don't talk about assaults or anything predatory that happens within the queer community. So, mm. how would you feel if you if you had a friend who was pretending to be gay but who was really bi? Would you tell your homegirls like, "Hey, don't be showing your titties around him. He's not one of us." Like, how would you feel <laughs> in because I'm trying to be how would you feel knowing that you had a friend pretending that he didn't like titties and other things? I mean, I guess I have several questions cuz how close friends are y'all where you was willing to share a bed with him, just even in clothes. Like you were willing to be there in the as bed. As close as you him. and Lulu, you share a bed with Lulu. Like so that, that right? Yeah. So like, I feel like with Lou, I would have obviously told I sleep with both girls and guys. Like she would know that. You know, that's that closeness of friendship. So it's more surprising to me that he had never disclosed that to you. Or it never came of, up. Yeah, that's what's really kind of surprising. And he knows that I'm pansexual, so it wasn't like the floor wasn't open for us to talk about being sexually fluid. Right. Mm-hmm. So now, do you who think was the friend that told you the one that got fingered? <laughs> you, know, <what? laughs> you know, I'm trying to protect. I want to know how did you get to the revelation? <laughs> I got to the, I, I got to the revelation because I was talking to someone about how some because sometimes you can be close to, and this is something that a straight guy told me. I was I was talking to a guy, and he was like, "You have a lot of gay men around you, and I'm cool with that. I'm not homophobic." Because one of my rules is, and Lula, I don't know if you feel the same. I will not date a man who is homophobic because I'm yeah. a part. I'm part of the queer community. I also have friends who are queer. It just, it doesn't jive with who I am as a person. If you don't like the queer community, being around me is going to get real uncomfortable. You know what I mean? I and mad. so, you, Jeffrey, you are so, <laughs> you're back to being our toxic king. Not, not the homosexual said I would. Okay. So I, I would, I wouldn't date a man. $30 million to stay away from them. Sure. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just the card said you will lie. Okay. The card's, not a problem. $30 million, I'll see you gays later. No, like seriously. I wanted him to know about how, you know, I had a lot of gay men around me. And there was a couple of friends. He was like, hey, I've noticed this thing that happens that even though straight women and gay men are not sleeping with each other, it is possible for a gay man to cock block a female friend. Like, it's possible for your non-sexual friend to be so territorial that they still end up cock blocking you even if they're not fucking you. And he's like, a lot of women don't recognize that they have codependent relationships with their gay male friends that are still an impediment on their straight relationships sometimes with straight men because even if he's not sleeping with you that's still another man who you're making a priority over me and as like as the man who's trying to be in your life if you don't know how to do that that dance it can be intrusive and he particularly called out one friend in particular like that one in particular uh some don't feel all the way gay friend and that <laughs> was and i was like really no 
no, I've known him forever. I love him. So I was talking to someone that knows him, the friend, and she said, wow, that's funny. You should have, I'm happy you listened to him because one time we were hanging out and we were sharing a bed and I was stunned that we ended up messing. <laughs> she yeah. fell for the banana in the tailpipe. <laughs> <laughs> like damn it you got me and i was on the phone like wait what but he's gay she's like girl he bye because he went down on me too like she was like so they went down (laughs) (laughs) this is escalated (laughs) okay let me it's really starting to feel like a point what she said was she used to have a crush on him but like let it go when she realized that he was gay like women have had crushes on gay men since the beginning of time because y'all be fine and shit let's be honest right so you have a crush on a guy guy, he's gay well you friend zone him if he starts to mess around with you she said you know her base instincts jumped in so for her she doesn't see it as assault she was surprised like she was very surprised but i said friend did you feel like you were assaulted she said no because it was a surprise but it was a welcome surprise and i suddenly my brain went back to the 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 weekend with no ac and i was like oh i was facing zero (laughs) like i felt so slow like oh my god that could have been me and i i didn't unlike her i wouldn't have wanted it so we don't go ahead hit it i was gonna say lou you could probably speak to it um at least the friend circle around you uh i feel like we be pushing y'all out there to meet niggas we be trying to like Mm-hmm. Natasha, go get them. Like we be the first ones to push y'all out there. You, Brandy, Jessica, both Jessicas. Like we listen. We got somebody for you. We know somebody for you. Or go talk to them. That's and, true. And how long did you know this? Uh, this alleged uh, finger banger. I don't think it was alleged friend. <laughs> I I, okay, I don't, I don't think it was. I mean, we we didn't said nobody's name. I think. Okay. How long did you know the 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 predator? A long time. Oh, oh damn. Oh, damn. Oh, oh my God. Wow. Oh. Wow. Wow. It's a great segue to the next topic, but damn. Um a uh, very long time, yeah. What's a long time? I don't well, I, I don't want to say I feel like he should have told that's something that should have came too up. Too many details. Con- people don't know who we like just, yeah, people watching. That's the, something that so. like should have come up in the conversation, just a fr- our friendship, like blue. Because you you're a very open, easy person to talk to. I'm very that's open. something they'd be like blue. And it's that's not something I feel to be ashamed of. Oh, hey, you know, also be fucking girls every now and then. Like, I feel like that's something that would have came up. If you fuck girls every once in a while, you know, I'm not going to judge you. You know, y'all know, you know what I've done. So I have no room to judge. And so a part of me, but I also recognize that he internalizes shame a lot. And there's a lot of unnecessary secrets that he kept in other places in his life. So the idea of him keeping an unnecessary secret is actually in complete alignment with his personality. I just never thought that he would keep a secret that oh, big. Oh, so he's a whole liar. <laughs> That's that what it's y'all, like, wow, y'all! I, I could understand wow. if you if you were telling me a story where he lied about having sex with men, part which would seem to fall more in the shameful, internalized. You know, he did at first, then he came out. Yeah, but being scared to tell somebody, oh, I also sleep with women—that seems a little. I don't know. He he has a history of of lying, withhold, withholding <laughs> information unnecessarily. Lying. You'll call it like what it is. Lying. Sometimes men, and I mean Jeff, you can weigh in on this. Sometimes men who are bi or, or that they sleep with men i think that sometimes they just like the attention they get from women they still Ooh. are not really but bi. He, with him though i he wasn't identifying as bi boo said he's identifying as gay, gay. so he's yeah. secretly bi so that's where i'm like i don't yeah, yeah. I, I'm not I, just, think I think still, he's a liar gay men who said they still like to eat pussy even though they whoa whoa whoa, whoa 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 wait what happened <laughs> wait, wait, this show <laughs> What is going on with the shows lately? Lulu, what happened? What do you mean? 
That was I've I've had at least two gay men who told me they like enjoy eating pussy and they would still do it. Well, there you have it. Oh, oh. And I mean, I don't, I don't. I don't. This is not a blanket <laughs> statement. Oh. All gays. I'm just saying. I'm I, okay. And, and I think that also, like, there are, are gay men who like still enjoy the company, the softness of women, but not necessarily, you know, want to be with them or even really have sex with them. You know. I think that there, I think you, I think ego is a very powerful drug. Um, cause we know we all have a mutual friend who I was close to who would always say things like, yo, if, you know, if, I, if you were, if I was into women, we'd be together. And I'm like, no, we wouldn't. No, we wouldn't. We wouldn't be together if you were into women. But I think there's something about the ego stroke of if you're my favorite person and the only thing that separates you from a partner is sex, it's nice to know that if I was available, you'd want me. That's not about sex. It's about ego to me. Yes, I agree. And to to Lulu's point, we do know a couple people, actually, you and I have talked about it extensively, who have a history of pretending to be bi, but we don't think they're bi because (laughs) they just just like the attention of women. They like knowing that everybody wants them, including women. And the ego, it's tricky. I think sexual fluidity is a real thing. I'm a poster child for it, right? And I also think that there are times where there's a (laughs) one-off. You could be a, a gay man and there's one woman who you just think is bad as hell. You could be a lesbian and be like, I'm a lesbian, but if, you know, you just above call me, I might have put on a skirt. Like, it, you, like everybody realize, doesn't realize how fluid they can be. And I, I'm very open to the idea of people being fluid, which I think is why I was so stunned that someone who knew me and knew my heart would keep a secret that big. And also to Lulu's point, it was, it is kind of predatory to try to reenact the porn. Like, yeah, just take a cold shower and get porn. <laughs> Tell me to take a cold shower and we can share a bed. And then we accidentally end up fucking. I've seen about seven movies like that. Yeah. I just think again, I, just, I, just, I just think if I find it weird that he led with the I'm gay versus hey I'm bi thing and then later on coming out like I'm bi like it's a secret and you know I also feel like it's one of those things where women have the advantage in this uh, double standard of being able to go in and out of the you know straight gay queer in between pond and it's not be a thing but if a guy does it one time He's forever labeled as gay. Oh, you. Well, it wasn't gay. one time, but no. I, you know what it is? I think it was so hard for well, him. He was finger banging girls. <laughs> oh, I mean, no. I, he went down on somebody else. I started investigating. There was. He went down. <laughs> he was, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'm so sorry. So in the in the past forty eight hours, I've I've thought of at least two examples now that I found out. I, maybe I was the the second and a half where he's tried to have sexual relations of the oral variety with women, and so for him, he had to struggle to come out. And so part of me is wondering, maybe he struggled to come out and admit he liked men and then was stunned to realize at some point that he also liked women, but didn't know how to walk it back or readjust it. Yeah, so that became, yeah. Because we, I mean, we were kind of taught you're either straight or gay, but you know, yeah. in the late eighties, early nineties, it was straight or gay. You know, this whole fluidity and bisexuality and all the, everything is something now, but for yeah. for us, our generation, it was, you are straight or you are gay. Which one? Yeah. So and then, I mean, I can relate where I came out as bi and I told everybody, hey, I think I'm bi because I was engaged and kept having dreams about people with long hair. I thought I was dreaming about Spanish men. Oh, that was a girl. And I was like, oh, my God, why do I keep having dreams about men with long hair going down on me? I was like, yeah, I, I really thought it was maybe a Spanish man. No, it was a girl. And so I stopped being engaged to explore my sexuality. And one of my friends was like, well, you've been dating a lot of women. Maybe you're a lesbian. And I was like, really? I don't 
I, but I was like, dick, but okay. And I thought maybe I was a lesbian for a while. And then I was like, no, I'm not a lesbian. I can't. Uh-uh, I, I don't like y'all enough to claim that. And then I went back to women. And then finally I realized I'm just pansexual. I'm fluid. Like if I like you and your energy is amazing, there's, there's a possibility I'll give you a chance and I don't really care what you're working with. Like I can figure it out. It's all the same in the dark to me. Right. But that was a back and forth. With the <laughs> <laughs> Some of these toys, baby, you can't tell with the lights on. Is your hands tied behind your back? What you mean it's all the same? <laughs> you ain't it's touching. All... <laughs> I can figure it out in the dark, honestly. And so like, if I like you, I'm going to figure it out. Because <laughs> you bound and gag? What's happening here? What do you mean? <laughs> if I like you. Look, what was that old saying? There was a meme back in the day that I used to always say, if I look at it, it's mine. Like I just so a part of me just feels like look at Jeffrey's face. He's like I've never seen that meme. No, but it was a back and forth. I was thinking about about food though. Oh, see, I've never seen that meme about food. You're so wholesome for (laughs) once. So people going back and forth to your point, Jeffrey. Women going back and forth is just seen as them figuring it out. For a man, there is shame. So I don't want to be a abuser apologist because he was being predatory. Lulu, you are correct. We were laughing, but he was being predatory. But I can also see how he might have felt ashamed to realize that he still liked women. After he made a big hoopla about coming out the closet. Am I alone in that or am I just being too nice? Because I've been told sometimes. I, I actually, for once, I think you're being too nice. Really? Yeah. I think it would have been. Jeffrey, if you discovered thing. right now that you liked a woman, you, w- you wouldn't feel weird. I wouldn't about... feel no shame about that, no. Oh, shit. Okay, <laughs> <I forgot. laughs> and that's, I, I just, I don't, I don't see the shame in, and because, and I'm, I'm trying to, because, you know, we know better words, but I'm, I can't think of them right now. So mine Ooh. might sound, a, might sound a little outdated and misogynistic, but I think you'll get where I'm trying to go with this. It's because it has been so much shame in quote unquote being gay and being heterosexual is normal to say, Oh, I'm normal. Why would it be shame in that? You know, I, I wish I could say that more eloquently, but you, I think you know what I mean. But there's no men, there's no gay men that you know that would feel a way about dating a guy who actually likes girls too. No. Oh, really? <laughs> Maybe oh, wow. a woman, but not a guy. <laughs> okay, because in the lesbian mouth. community, a, a lot of lesbians that I knew in D.C., if they found out you were bi, they didn't like the idea of competing with penis. And, and there was a lot of biphobia what when I lived in this. Lesbians? Dang. No, that's why, that's why I'm surprised that the boys don't feel this. You know what? This motherfucker. Okay, let's <laughs> He said... Ooh, you said segue, huh? <laughs> yeah, segue. Let's segue. One thing I will say before we segue, you mentioned that you guys be pushing people on all your friends. But on Thanksgiving, Jeffrey told me the only friend that he never thinks to push anybody on is me. How 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 I be get the asexual card? Like what's going on? We had this whole conversation, and Baloo, I would think I would. You know, I wish we had a camera set up that night just so I could remember. Exactly. Not if my tits were falling out. I'm happy we did. <laughs> so that that could have been seen as well. <laughs> um, but it was no. It was just something about like because again, Lou, you know me, you, Ed, we've been out, and I've heard Lou express these things about wanting a guy in the past and being open. And I remember when she first met. um one of her previous exes, just how open Lutasha had been and even talking about it, saying it. And I told Blue, I was like, that's not something that you you do. You know, like, you don't, yeah, don't talk in this way. So I always think that Blue is about her money right now. Blue is about paper, this bag, getting it up, getting it up, job, job, job. That's where her focus is and everything. But after we had our Thursday conversation, I'm like, ooh, Blue on a nigga. <laughs> I, no, <laughs> I, I, like, oh, okay. And so, to be so fair, my has been going. I mean, I don't mind it. Please, please let me know what you find. But for the past year, I haven't wanted a guy. So you weren't wrong for the last year. I mean, the two or three years beforehand, I don't know why I was giving up that I was asexual. But last year, I got tired because I had been. And I will say this, too. The reason why I'm so secretive and I'm, I'm going to be honest, I, private, but sometimes secretive about 
who I'm sleeping with or even my love life is because when I lived in DC and even when I lived in New York, there were so many instances where I was pulling people that everybody else wanted and the scrutiny, the gossip, the chatter, there was always so much mess around it. Right. Like I always associate people knowing about my love life with unnecessary noise and mess. And so I kind of got into the habit of my love life is safer when it's a secret. Like when I keep who I'm fucking to myself until I figure out what it is, it's safer. And because I'm in LA where everything's a situationship, I haven't messed with anybody out here who lasted long enough to, to tell you guys about. It'd be like, oh, that was a fun 10 days. You know what I mean? And so I, a part of me rather like just quietly t- test the waters and then tell you when somebody's a value, then be like, oh, he should come with another one. Because there's been a lot of false starts. I don't tell the the world, but I tell my friends because I need spies. I need need help. I need Carfax. (laughs) I need to know the history. Yeah. Who is it? Who is this? Y'all know who this is? Here's the photo. I'm going to start doing that. Jeffrey, did I not do that on on Thanksgiving? For the first time in our entire friendship, since the day Jeffrey has met me, I have never shown him anybody that I was interested in. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to show Jeffrey a a boy that I'm interested in and like Mm -hmm. tell him details. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Show is over. Show's canceled. Thank you for tuning in to you <laughs> Oh, my heavens. I almost sharted. Oh, my God, Jeffrey. For those of you who are listening, Jeffrey just grabbed his phone as if he was about to show a picture of the guy that I'm talking to, and I almost lost my fucking mind. Wow. Uh, yeah, so now that you guys know I'm open, please help a sister out. Uh, Lulu, have you ever had moments where you wish that you didn't share about who you were dating, or have you always just had a great friend group? Because I haven't. I think that I'm usually pretty private to begin with. So I don't really, I don't really share, like, especially if I'm unsure, like myself. And I always tell people this, I want to know how I feel and before I even include, you know, even friends exactly. and family. Like, cause I'm like, oh, if I mention it, I'll be like, mm, I actually don't even really like him. Hmm. So I like to figure out like where I'm at first. And then, you know, I, I haven't had that problem, but I usually like, I was dating this one guy and my friends didn't meet him for years, so. <laughs> whoa, whoa. That, okay, that's witness protection. That's something different, friend. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't you just love it when you think you agree with somebody and then they keep talking like, oh, no, that's, that's different. <laughs> we just turned a corner. I do not want my niggas to be in witness protection. <laughs> like, I'm just thinking a couple of months. Dating is funky. Well, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. And I knew that. And so that's why I was like, why am I telling my friends about this? So they could be like, bitch, you in danger. So I was like, when I figure out that I'm ready to <laughs> more from him, then I can even tell them so they can help me and be like, didn't you just say... That she wasn't messing with his ass no more. And I'm like, I did say that. So, Aww. and Jeffrey has when auditions. You, when I meet you, I'm bringing you to brunch. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Jeffrey, my friend. Jeffrey has American Idol auditions for every yes. man. Yes. You're going to immediately meet my friends. Yes. He's like, here's the boy I met downstairs at CVS. Can you um come look at him real quick? Because I have some of the best friends and best people in this world around me. And I know that they're going to get a good read. If you can vibe and fit in with my friends, then. No, the problem that's is they start. all vibe with us, Jeff. That's, no, no, no. I didn't say that's love. I said that's a start. No, I, said, I didn't say love. I said the problem is they all vibe with us and they wonder why when you ghost them, they're like, but that met his whole family. Like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> Jeffrey, we, we had an intervention with you about this. Like, when you what introduce... You say, I said, you will do that. He'll be thinking he in. I'm like, what happened? He's like... <laughs> 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm like, I do I, think it's misleading to have somebody around all your friends if, you, if they're not going to see them again. Well, I, don't I don't know. I don't go in thinking you ain't going to never see them again. I'm just. I'm following about eight of Jeffrey's exes. I don't even know. And they, and they be responding. I'd be talking to them like, ah, I guess we're, what's going on, homie? <laughs> and well, I don't talk to them. Because you know, and also y'all can't also say I don't have like bad other than one. I don't have bad endings with uh, anybody. It's not anybody I don't talk to other than one. Um, it's a big one though. For but me. It's a, it's a big however, one. they genuinely are like good people though, in the sense of like you know, they, oh, they are nice people. So it's not like oh, I'm not dating them anymore, so don't talk to them. It's like you know, this person was cool. We ain't work out, but they still cool. You probably I'm, see a, them I'm, I'm attached to to three one. of them with the next one. I'm, Jeffrey's messy because he'll have like the old one and the new one and the maybe maybe later one all in the same brunch. Yeah. And I'd be like, what the fuck? Okay, I'm not gonna get too much detail. Yeah. I will say this though: we're talking about discernment when it comes to relationships, right? How much on a scale of one to ten do you think how how good was your discernment at nineteen? One to ten. Let's get a little ten. Oh, oh One to ten. Three. Give me a number. Three. <laughs> Two. And a half. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> really? Fra- fraction at nineteen. T- oh, I was very naive at nineteen. That was in my very, very, very first relationship. So everything was green to me. I believed anything that was told to me. Same, it's, same. It's funny you say it because very short. Uh, literally, I was actually just on the phone yesterday with uh my ex, my very, very first relationship. And we was you circle the block. You were circling the block on Thanksgiving weekend. No, because we're friends. Like we we are very close friends now. We are little. It's one of my closest friends. But we were kind of reviewing the tape. <laughs> we were traveling back in time and having a very open, honest conversation. And so it is interesting to almost twenty years later hear Ooh. their perspective oh. versus my perspective and meet in the middle somewhere. Yeah, twenty years is perspective. And Lulu, do you think you were really? Because you said a three, which is only a half a point more than Jeffrey. No, I didn't know what was going on. And I was like, I probably was more rigid than open, but mm. I still didn't really know what was going on. Like I was very like, cause my mom was like, you know, I'm in college. She was like, you need to be careful. Watch out for these niggas. Da, da, da. So I was just like, put these niggas on. Like I'm not. You went in bobbing and weaving. Bobbing and weaving. You ain't going to catch me. You ain't going to catch me. Hey, hey, hey. Well, the reason I, I was a one, by the way. Okay. I was a one. <laughs> 
a scale of one to ten, had it been zero to ten, I would have been a zero. Okay, I did not know my booty from a hole in the wall, and so the reason why I asked that question about how naive you were at nineteen because that's how old Cassie was when she got with Diddy. Yes. Yeah, and I I love that we opened up with being reflective about how stupid and young and naive we were at 19 because at this point everybody including the aliens who are waiting to reveal themselves have heard the news about what happened with cassie's case uh she accused diddy of things that everybody believes not a single person has come forward and said they don't believe it instead we're arguing about if it's that bad or not right not i have not heard a single person say he ain't do it people say so so what if he did it okay like nobody even his apologists are not saying he didn't do it they're just arguing about how bad it was that he did it that tells you something right there when you have 30 plus pages of heinous accusations and not a single person says that don't sound like him you might want to reevaluate the way you're moving through the world and uh lately uh people like uh, aubrey o'day who are finally having their moment of see i told you niggas i told you aubrey's having a field day with this she recently posted a video of um a bodyguard who worked with diddy for many years and the bodyguard said that he was in the room with other people who he's still friends with. He, he said, you can't sue me because it happened and I didn't sign shit. And he said that Diddy had told a group full of really powerful men that he had planned to, after getting platinum records, sex traffic the Danny Kane girls and sell them off to men in the industry. And the thought that this man had all these young girls coming from all over the world, allegedly, to audition for him with the intent of using them to get records and platinum records and X, Y, and Z, and then sex traffic them. To me, that's not about power anymore. That's spot. That, that's sinister, right? To me, that feels very dark energy. Um, and it's, and it's unnecessary. Cause a lot of times when people do really fucked up things in the industry, we say, well, this is what you have to do to get by and to get over and whatever. But what happens when you're already at the top of the food chain and you're just doing mean spirited things just to be mean spirited, right? Allegedly speaking. And so my first question was, how do you feel about the people who are arguing on the other side saying that, well, the fact that she waited so long means that this is just a cash grab and that her abuse must not have been that bad because she was living with a billionaire. What are your thoughts around that argument in particular? Lift, Jeff lifts a little purse. So I, I want to hear from him. <laughs> I feel for Cassie. I really feel for, I mean, I would not sit here and say I don't believe some shit went down in that compound. I absolutely am very sure that it happened. Oh, honey, come on, yeah. I mean, I it's it's been settled. We just gotta. She ain't but talking about it no more. So I'm like, do you yeah. judge? Do you judge her for staying? Because that's that's been the biggest Hell point. No, you know the lifestyle that Cassie was living. And it wasn't just the lifestyle. It was also that she was in mental slavery. People think that just because. Oh yeah, no, no. They, it's it's it must mean, yeah. People think you're staying because of the money, but it's also like this is an abuse of power. This is the person. You, she, by the way, guys, she signed a ten record deal to him, ten records. So she literally was in indentured servitude to him in the music industry, and allegedly was a sexual slave to him as well. So this man literally owns your life for the next ten albums. And I was trying to explain this to one of my homeboys because he was like, I don't think that you should be able to sue after the fact. Like, that's what makes me think it's a money grab. I was like, she was 19. Okay, so I was like, first of all, so Diddy is 20 years older. She's 19 years old. She Everybody's stupid at 19. He everybody. groomed her. She was not the first person he did this to and was not the last. He's been mm-hmm. doing this for decades before she even came on the scene. So he knows exactly what to do and positions to put you in in order to make you feel helpless. Yeah. I was like, 
don't know what kind of relationship she had with her family. And even so, he probably isolated her from her family and her friends. So they wouldn't be like, oh, girl, you're not supposed to be getting sex traffic and kicks in the stomach. That's not cool. Boyfriends don't do that. But he, the predators, they literally practice like this kind of stuff. So they get you to the point where your mind, because once they get your mind, then they can do everything else. Like, he had one because I'm, and I was like, and another thing, abuse doesn't start start off with the first week of their dating. He punches her in the face. It's like absolutely another, not. Like it's like a slow, slow thing, and then it's just like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. I was sleepy. I was drunk. I was high. You know, I lost some money. Blah blah blah, and like all these reasons. And it's like literally like a snowball, like a slow progression of things like that happening. And I, and my homeboy, he was like, well, I've been around manipulative women, and blah 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 blah. And I, when I recognized it, I got out of there. And I was like, there's also like a physical aspect that this is a six five man who I was talking to I was like there's a physical aspect that you will never experience as a woman even and also though, abuse like, of power a, a, a millionaire in his 30s and, and a, a young girl who's 19 and you're my boss and my boyfriend you can't compare you and Susie from HR and you get away from her at the same thing you, you mental giant it's not the same thing exactly and he was like well she could call the police and give me an STD I was like she can't kick you in the basement and lock you down there yeah, your friend is not that. Um, no offense to your friend, but he really needs a little bit more uh, depth with his analysis. Yeah, like I just was really, and I was just like, wow. Like, and don't you hate it when you have conversations like, like with friends, and you're like, wow, you're really stupid. stupid. Yeah. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> you not y'all said it in unison, stupid. I, I mean, <laughs> it's no. Again, I definitely feel for because even outside of Cassie's story, there have been these, you know, whether you call it rumors, reports, whatever, over the years about, you know, these you know, parties. Yeah, you know, all of that stuff. Um, but her, I would say, being the quote-unquote primary, I'm sure she experienced a lot of shit that these other girls never, you know, they might have gotten some of Diddy's manipulation and things, but I'm sure Cassie got the bulk of it. Um, it just sucks that she And people were she... admitting it in plain sight. People were, people were talking about it in plain sight. Yeah, it just sucks that, you know, she, you know, being 19 at that age, she just kind of she and got into like, still, like as it's progressing she's probably thinking like is this is this normal because nobody is saying anything like everybody is watching me so who am i really going to talk to the police like and they'd be like oh she was like all these people could turn on me and be like oh i didn't see that or oh i didn't do this like she probably in in addition to everything else and not really having the like even just the strength to get out of it like she probably felt crazy because she was like why are all these people letting him treat me like like garbage is this normal like if she's never had an adult relationship as you said jeff 19 was when you had your first one and so it's just like you don't even have anything to compare it to like and, if this is normal or if it's not so and also the ecosystem her, too the, the ecosystem yeah. that he built yeah. i just want to point out that there are people who they get into whole relationships and they find themselves a year into the relationship wondering, how did I get into this? I'm arguing about shit that I never thought I would do. I'm feeling ways and acting stupid in ways that I never thought. And there are people in their 30s who are having these moments yeah. of cognitive dissonance, right? And also the people who work in hostile work environments. I quit a job at the top of the year because I realized that every single person in that organization had gotten used to psychological warfare and it was normalized. And me saying, hey, guys, this is unhealthy. I was looked at like I was crazy for pointing out the obvious was unhealthy. So yeah. if you can work in a toxic work environment for 30 fucking years as an adult, right, you're about you're waiting on your pension as an adult and your boss is talking to you crazy and you're used to it. If you can have a partner that you've been dating for three, four, five years who makes you feel like shit, but you literally can't see a way out. How dare you act confused at a 19 year old girl dating an A-list man who is a media mogul who has her hobnobbing with Beyonce in them? How would you act surprised that she can't get out when your grown ass can't get out with much less at stake? I think yeah. the audience is being intellectually dishonest. Yeah. And it's just, it, it, I feel like it's, it's mostly men, not all, but like, 
And I think that that's misogyny too. Cause I'm like, they're just more worried about the money. Diddy, I felt like he didn't even give a fuck about the money. He was like, $30 million dollars ain't shit to Diddy. He didn't. He said, okay, I'll make that while I'm asleep. He's like, literally. Hey, bye. Let's, I want to shut this up. I want I'm this to be forward. done. I don't want to hear about it no more. What, 30 million? Is it, she almost 50? So, okay, 30, here you go. <laughs> Somebody said she right. probably got more than 30 because I, I feel like 30 was, was the starting say, bid. I was about to say, I, honestly, I feel like 30 is a discount. <laughs> like, 30 was the starting bid. Right. I think it's he probably a paid lot a, more. He paid a rush fee. And what's interesting is we heard in 24 hours. That means he probably closed it in eight. Can we yeah. be honest? Yeah. He probably he probably got to page 12 and said, just just call Cassie. I'm just, he just didn't get to me. page nothing. Did he <laughs> heard his name mentioned in some bullshit and say, I don't want to hear it no more. What does she want? Yeah. Get rid of it to her and i feel like he's so cavalier about it too i bet you he was like whatever give her give her whatever she wants and brother love it's a mind fuck and i think that um i had a friend who her mother was in a a physically abusive relationship with her father and she said that one night her mom came and tried to get her sisters try to leave like in the middle of the night she's like come on you guys let's go and she was like well where are we going she was like i don't know we're probably gonna have to stay at a shelter and And they were like well we don't really want to go we don't want to we don't want to leave our school we don't and she said that like broke her mom's heart and she was like her mom stayed married to him like until she died because she was like (gasps) she mustered up the strength to like leave and then like the first ounce of pushback especially you care about your kids more than your you care kids. about yourself. and yeah. she was just like okay well I'll just stay so I'm like even for Cassie if she's like let me grab all my stuff and try to get out of here while he's out of town or going like he probably you know how much pull this man has he probably found her and be like get her back over here just bring her back I don't care if you got to drag her I don't care or you know whatever like you don't know he's there's literally no ends to what this man could do so like finally she gets out and she's probably finally like in a mental state where i can talk about this without bursting into tears or like having trauma she probably had to go to therapy and all kinds of stuff just to talk about it and it was decades of her and her formative years like her major and 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 you know what's so interesting there's a, a video of young jock it's, again people talked about this in plain sight there's a video of young jock saying i was hanging out with diddy and cassie and them and diddy saw this beautiful russian lady or something whose head was half shaved and he was like oh that's hot we're shaving your head tomorrow cassie and he just shaved it and the next day she she was bald-headed like imagine having so little autonomy over your body that if he just sees a bitch with a shaved head you know that you're gonna have no hair tomorrow like she can't even pick her own hairstyles. And he's announcing this in front of big celebrities with huge followings and nobody's pushing him back. And not only are they not pushing it back, they're sharing it as funny anecdotes in interviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how could you possibly feel that you, somebody that nobody knew, folks didn't even know Cassie was biracial. They thought she was Latino. People didn't even know what her race was. Like she is not seen as Cassie by herself. She's seen as Cassie, the one hit wonder who was under Diddy and on his arm for 10 years as arm candy. She was a, basically a human accessory. Okay. What was the other one? <laughs> Long way to go. I've never heard of it, so I'm not <laughs> yes, sure. Yes, you have. It. I will play it for you because we ain't got copyright on here. So I Jeffrey can play now. has the musical taste of a 45 year old auntie who works at A and R, and he has heard every. Here. He's heard. I, that's not a flower. I think that's the, that's the petal. Um. I'm, okay. Well, there's one major hit that we all think of when we think of your name, and what really. It's interesting. I knew that we were going to talk about misogyny because we're talking about assault and a really powerful man. So I made it a point to pull out also the internalized misogyny, by the way, of Polly J. Parker from the Proud Family. You know, Polly J. Parker, Google it, Jeffrey. No, I know who she oh, is, but wait, why are we talking about Polly J. Parker? What? Because she came out and she's a Diddy apologist. And she came out and said, basically paraphrase, you were complaining about dating a freaky ass millionaire when you were benefiting from it. And she said, I'm trying to see who the victim is here. Because you I look to me like you just got with a freaky dude and you benefited. And now you're mad because the money ran out because you dated the personal trainer. He ain't got no more money left. He said that publicly? Yes, she tweeted it, babe. 
Oh, yeah. that's kitchen table talk. Jesus. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> she said, so what? We were all getting abused and raped by freaky ass millionaires in the 90s. Girl, oh. stop talking. Stop talking. Stop. Paula, Jesus. <laughs> Proud family. Oh, no, Diva, she's still living that R.I.B. Diva's life. <laughs> she really is. And then she said, that girl only deserved money because she was his common-law wife. Not because of the abuse, because she was his common-law wife. That's You spelled uh, old, sex slave she, wrong. She has a, that very, very, like, 1940s old-school way of thinking of how a woman... Because, that you know, they taught women that your man could punch you in the face, and that's what you... Spo- you you're his wife. He oh, probably he said something to anger money, him. Child, you got a roof you, over your bring head. Bring it home money, you got a roof. You said something to anger him. You shut up. Mama probably told him, no, you shut up. He's a good man, Savannah. He's a good man. Paula got it. She got to let that go. Uh-uh. Oh, you, know, you know what's so funny? I've had friends. That's not funny. It's actually sad. I've had friends who've argued with me. Former friends, actually. I mean, let me fix that. I have former colleagues, people who used to know me, who've argued with me that said that you can't get raped while I'm married. I, I said, now, girl, <laughs> what do you think the vow said? To have and to hold and you can take my cookies whenever you want? That's not part of the vows. I was like, yes, you can get raped if you were married. Your husband can still have non-consensual sex with you. She's like, no, that's your husband. It's his vagina now. And I was like, oh, man, we cannot be friends. And <laughs> because that's problematic as hell. One thing, because, you know, a broken clock is right twice a day. I hate to admit this. In the middle of Paula's deeply problematic, Asian-like spoiled milk rant that she went in, the one thing she said is that... um Cassie's beauty is part of the reason why she she was so quick to be seen as a sympathetic character, and that had she been a non ambiguous, non biracial black woman, the sympathy would have been lesser and the pushback would have been louder. And she looked like Paula. Oh yeah. Oh. This episode is problematic. That's right. But you're right though. Had she looked like Paula or even me, right? Like. If she was a non-racially ambiguous black woman who was not considered such at the height of the conventional beauty standard, Paula said the sympathy. And I honestly, that's the one thing she said that I could not fight. I, I think it's a that's a I think it's a lot of things compounded. And then also, yeah. I think it's the part of people for so many years wanting Diddy to get his. Like, because again, people yeah, but if Sexy Red came out against Diddy, I, I, Sexy Red would not be getting the same kind of sympathy, friend. Let's be very honest. Ski. Let's be very honest. Let's let's let's. We're, we've been very honest this episode. Can we be clear that if sexy no, came out, that's why I said it's several things. Like I do think that's another thing though that's piled on top of it. But yeah, yeah I mean that 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 may. Have, I mean, for me, I just heard that. I mean, I don't know who knows that might have played into it. I just heard like, Diddy Cassie is coming for you, and I said, whoa, the one person that is close, unlike Arby Day, who we know worked for Diddy, and the other girls, Danny Kane and uh, Total and Mace. Cassie is the one girl next to Kim Porter, God rest his soul, who was like so close to you that we will believe what she says. And she's not known to run her mouth. So when she does speak, it holds weight. This is her. Exactly. It ain't like Cassie been over the years in controversy. The only thing they say about Cassie, oh, she was a one hit wonder. But they don't be like, oh, Cassie be out here lying, y'all. Cassie been on interviews lying. Cassie don't say shit. What do I always say on the show? Consistency of character is the best uh, response. There are people who have lied on me very raucously. And I've been asked on several occasions, why didn't you show the receipts? You have videos, you have X, you have Y. I'm like, because anybody who's paying attention is like, that bitch is consistent. She's a, a, a Labrador retriever. We don't believe she did that. And so I feel like if you're consistent enough, people start to know your character. We're like, that don't really sound like her. And I love that Cassie had that character to fall back on. However, it is sad because there are people out here who are not angels, who don't have consistency of character, who are still victimized. Who still are victims, yeah. 
they're, they're just less likely to be believed and that sucks but that's why i tell everybody please work on your consistency of character because if somebody powerful that lies on you the only thing that you have is a, a trump card is your reputation yeah there have been some really powerful people who have threatened me and the only reason i was safe is because i was like you know if i write an op-ed about you it's over right you, you know you know I, like i'm broke but if i write an op-ed you know it's over right and they've been like yeah let me just and and it's happened like i got a payout a couple years ago because a very powerful group of people were doing something to me and, and i threatened to speak on it and, I, and they knew that my words had weight perfect example jeffrey if you were to come up and say something and you were to make an accusation because you're known for having guilty grace i think somebody in the comments calls you the guilty grace general we should get you a t-shirt. <laughs> we should get you a little hat or something. Because you're the guilty grace general. What happened last week? You told me somebody was toxic. I don't even know the person. Like, like it must be toxic. If Jeffrey called you toxic, bitch, that shit must be toxic. With sight unseen, without even knowing, I was like, because I know you love you love you some guilty grace. Because I would be fair. One thing, even if it made uh, me look we, like we, we didn't say that. I would be fair. We, we didn't say that. We didn't say fair. And we said guilty grace. <laughs> we, we we didn't use none of the words. Did you even use any of those words? I said guilty grace. I that's, that's where the guilty grace comes from. Being, you know, being fair is two sides to every story. So okay. sometimes my mine ain't always the one that's right. Okay, well, there's the thing about talking about two sides to every story. There's also several sides to litigation and uh punitive damages because the one thing in America is it's built on capitalism. And so if you can't get justice, you can at least get a coin. And because the New York Adult Survivors Act uh was uh, coming to expiration, Cassie rang the bell like Paul Revere and everybody in their mama got hit with some kind of allegations. Did you compile um, the, a list? I was going to, but then I was like, I don't want to make this too heavy on the, the predators list because that's just exhausting. Though I'm just going to talk about the one that broke my heart the most because now I'm looking at my playlist funny because I listened to his songs literally on my Whip Appeal playlist. I have a playlist called Whip Appeal where it's all the songs from the 90s that I love. Aaron Hall. Oh. <laughs> Aaron Hall was allegedly taking turns, raping people with, with Diddy, like tag team back again. And I just was devastated because Let's Chill um, has been on every R&B playlist that I've ever made in my entire life. And I don't know how to piece of my heart. Like, I'm devastated for the music. So how do y'all feel about the Aaron Hall of it all? And Luke said, keep my name out your mouth. Luke said, I, because I make nasty music, I videotape everything and get NDAs for everything. So Luke said, I'll see y'all in court. Luke is the only person who responded with his chest like, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm Uncle Luke. I'm not stupid. But Aaron Hall, his silence has been deafening. How do y'all feel about finding out that so many of your faves um, were enthralled in these allegations? Some of them are not surprising. I feel like it tracks, honestly, because I feel like for the most part, it's very difficult for men to have power and not abuse it, unfortunately. I was, Lutashi took the words right out of my mouth. It it (laughs) sucks. It sucks that men, not all men, you know, I hate blanket statements because there are also some women that can abuse power as well. But it sucks that people they get a little taste of success, money, power, whatever you want to call it, and they just... But to be like me, it's different than... I feel like a a lot of times, obviously, women can be predators, for sure. It can absolutely happen. But I feel like with men, it's more more of a thing. And I think I I was watching some video about it, and because she was talking about how, like, all these men are getting allegations at once. And that's why they enjoy, like, the younger girls, because it's just easier. It's literally Mm -hmm. just easier you to manipulate somebody who's 19 than somebody who's 29 like, like we all yeah. just admitted that our discernment was all below all three of us below a five i so was a one just, exactly so we know everybody in that age range of legal because hopefully these are legal consenting adults legal age to about probably 25 that discernment it's real you real everything shiny looks good and i don't and think you can consent to sex traffic so child yeah even with 
Aaron Hall, didn't he get like some, uh, the, his baby mama, wasn't she like 15 when they, when they had their first kid or something? Um, Diddy's uh, first baby mama was a teenager Um, when he got her pregnant. I think Aaron and then yeah. you think about Russell Simmons, he got with Kamora when she was 15. Like this is- I'm actually friends. I'm friendly with the Drew who um, broke the case from Russell Simmons that caused the, the stuff he's in. I'm, I'm very friendly with her. Um, she's a, a icon in hip hop and A and R. She's the one who came up with the "You're All That I Need" um, um, remix with uh, Mary J and uh, Method Man. So many of the, the music that we find iconic, Drew was behind it, and um, I get emotional when I think about her because she was a huge architect of hip hop, and because she called out Russell, she lost her legacy. Like when we talk about the 50th anniversary of hip hop, and we talk about you know what it's meant to the culture and to the globe, women like her are erased because they have the audacity to get raped allegedly and not shut up about it. So yeah, it's it's heartbreaking that so many people who built this industry that's now a multi billion dollar industry because they wouldn't let you assault them in peace, they've now been robbed of their life's work. So it it is it is really really devastating. And a part of me feels though. What is the slope? If we stop listening to the music of all accused people, are we just going to be humming to each other? Like, where's the line? Like, we all know that the R. Kelly at the barbecue is not going to happen. We, we're very clear that you got to tell people ahead of time, that we're going to play Step in the Name of Love, you want to go, go home now, right? But outside of R. Kelly, what happens to the, the less sensational people? Like, where's that line for you guys when it comes to music and predatory activity? I haven't actually heard Aaron Hall's in a uh, music in a public setting in a very long time, so I think no I- privately though, like in your playlist. I, like. I can say I have never typed in Aaron Hall, but I type in guy. Like if I if I have on like a Spotify random playlist because I do listen to a lot of '90s music, he has popped up before. But I haven't. T- I mean, this is all before his allegations came out, so of course I let it play. But it's not about Aaron Hall. I'm talking about music in general. It's not about Aaron Hall and his it's playlist. It's so hard. Like, I mean, the R. Kelly one. Like, I stopped listening to it, but it's a hard thing because I'm from Chicago. So you know, growing up, R. Kelly is like the guy who went to the playground and got the kids. Music. Yeah, we had Michael Jordan. and We had R. Kelly. Like those, you knew best. We had the Jordans. You had R. Kelly's music, and so Oof. it's like to kind of not have it played. It's like honestly, I didn't realize how much I. You know, I didn't realize how much I don't miss it, but every now and then a song might be like, oh, I don't want to hear something. But My line is production. Now, I can't do that now. Like, come on. What like, do you mean production? A lot of these people are are brilliant producers. And so oh, I love, yeah, I yeah, love yeah. that anytime, any place, R. Kelly remix. Right. And I'm just like, if, uh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's then not you on the start, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then you got to start canceling out albums. I, I Actually, I have not listened to, you know, I'm a 90s fan. I have oh. not listened to Sparkle, Be Careful, Oh Since hell no! Nah. R. Kelly went to jail because Sparkle just reeks of R. Kelly. Like she, he, she implied <laughs> yes, in the room. You could smell yeah. R. Kelly in the room when you hear Sparkle's voice. Well, that was oh baby, you put that on. That's one of those like choir songs where everybody know to just start singing together. But and like- the irony is, she called him out. So it sucks that we can't listen to her music because of her association with him. When she was one of the first people to call him out, she's like, "How I get? How, how I catch a ricochet? I actually blew the whistle." <laughs> even for a while, I kind of stopped playing Kanye for a while when he was doing the whole slavery was a choice thing. And I was kind of and hanging with Donald Trump. I stopped listening to Kanye and then it's like some things just keep creeping in there. And it's like, ugh. I play Good Morning um, as the background for something. And my Jewish friend slipped into my, uh, with some eyes. And I was like, oh, I guess I can't play Good Morning by Kanye West. No, I, I haven't it, seen the episode of the Cosby show since Bill Cosby. Like, it's just. Oh, yeah, I can't watch that. I can't, I, I, it fucks with me too heavy because he's in all the episodes. It's his show. Literally. You cannot it's skip. Show. It's so interesting that the line between the art, the artist and um, the art, and, and that can get really, really tricky. Um, I want to do 
a little pivot because we were talking about power and money and how it corrupts, right? And it corrupts when it comes to music and courtship. If we get away from the billionaires, and I was telling Lulu while we were waiting for you to log on, Jeff, that this is a conversation that we just had on live with um, Cheech and Bridget. Bridget Kelly and my friend Cheech are engaged. Um, they're getting married in Jamaica in April. And um, we had a live today because uh, of the guys that I've tried to have any kind of courtship with recently, uh, the thing that keeps popping up is I'm meeting people who are saying that they feel like they're too broke to date. And that became a really, really interesting conversation for me because I'd Never really thought about that, but I've recently become aware that a lot of men, straight men in particular, I don't know if queer men are different, Jeffrey, you can speak up about this. They are so busy watching the gram and seeing people say, oh, you can't take me to Olive Garden. You can't take me to Cheesecake Factory. You better get me a jet X, Y, and Z, that they now feel like they don't want to risk dating unless they're rich. And so there's all these straight men. We also, there's not enough men to go around. There's all these straight men who now feel like if I don't have a serious bag, I can't date because I'm going to get clowned. What do you guys feel about dating while not financially affluent? Not necessarily even broke, just not rich. Because people sometimes conflate broke with not rich, which is not the case. I think the internet is not a real place. And I think that yeah. like you compare yourself to something that somebody's even complaining about on the gram. And there was this one uh, like funny person on Instagram. I think his name is Rich Fontaine or something. But he was like talking about the... Like, oh, you know, these girls talk about they don't want to go to Cheesecake Factory. Da, 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 da. He was like, yeah, they don't want to go if they don't like you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's and true. Oh, that's a bar. <laughs> I was like, I know a lot of girls. I know most of my friends would not have a problem with going to Cheesecake Factory or Cheesecake Jeffrey. Factory. How about she said most of my girls and you raise your hand? I actually have a list of all the cheesecake and orders for my favorite too. And I got a lot more I got to try. So your inner stuff. fat girls always waving. I love you. <laughs> <friends. laughs> but yeah, like I think that it, it's just like there are women who date short men. There are women who date guys with regular jobs. Like all of these things are still actively happening. And then everybody gets so mad at everybody. So then, like you said, they're all like, why see on the ground women's doing this and this? Be charming, be personable, be happy, be all these things. I'm sure you can get a bitch to go to the cheese week. Be clean. Like, Gene, straight men. If you have streaks in your drawers. The one thing I, I will say about the gay community, yeah. the gay community has excellent hygiene. And now that I've been thrown back into the heteronormative pool, y'all stank a little. <laughs> <laughs> no, straight men smell a little bit. Y'all, y'all need to talk to the boys about your hygiene because the queers <laughs> and strippers, gay people, women and strippers have great hygiene. But some of these men, boy, let me let me stop because I have heard that there's some, th this guy told me, please excuse my language. He said the hood boogers be smelling and I, that's been stuck the in my mind. hood boogers? Be smelling and it's been stuck in my, he said like sexy hood, red. What is a hood booger? He, he, he was talking about sexy red. He was like, girls like that, he tried to sleep with them and they be smelling and I really got. Oh, I thought you meant like little shit crumbs or something. Oh, you mean like a person. <laughs> y'all, we were talking about streaks. We were talking about streaks. So you said a hood booger. I'm like, oh, this is like little shit crumb. Hang <laughs> it. Is that what you, like, I was What's to, wrong with the show? Okay. <laughs> you know, he called him. He's like, yeah, it was something where I was like, you know what? I've been saying ski as a tick at this point. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, and we were talking about dating and how, you know, men are always saying, pussy ain't got no face. Da, da, da. He's like, yeah, but it does have a smell. And I was like, whoa, 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 sir. And he was like, no, nah, the girls, like, y'all always, you know, gassing them up and saying, you know, get a girl's deserve love too. But some of them be smelling. And I was like, wow. 
Now, I had to pause because I really wanted to fight him, but I thought about how we talk about men who don't wipe the back end properly. And so hygiene in general, guys, I, I, I personally don't use the term hood booger, but I, I wanted to quote him properly. Um, hygiene in general, guys, is a big thing. Um, but if let's say you smell decent and you have a good heart, but, you know, you only have maybe $100, $150 every week left over for dating. Should you still date? I mean, I can say I I can understand both sides because dating is dating can be expensive. Like it's an investment. You don't want to just, just sit at home every night. Like I mean, of course you can get creative and you know whatever, but dating can be expensive, and it is a lot of imagery or words out there of the especially these stupid lists going around like oh we ain't going to cheesecake factory Olive Garden and it's like well honestly right now this is all I can afford so I am hoping yeah you will like me off my to Lutasha's point you like me so we can go out but if you go date yeah you got transportation how when are y'all gonna get from your house to their house then if y'all going out on a date and then you got to spend on a date then you got to get back home like these ubers or this gas it could add up so I do think it's something you have to consider yeah. And you should date your wage. Like, don't try to, if you can't do it or like, I think that it's about a man's own comfortability with it. Cause I think that that's really what it boils down to because you're yeah. like, I don't think I can. It's like, you probably want to do more than you're able to at this point in your life. So maybe you shouldn't, maybe you should focus on your career because there's probably a girl who will be with shit. She might look like sexy red, but you probably don't. Oh, wow. I don't, I don't, I don't wow. agree with the date your wage. I don't know. Have Ooh, no faith in yourself. You, you don't miss the 30 million over here. <laughs> no, <laughs> go, go ahead, Jeffrey. Uh, like, bitch, uh, mind your business. <laughs> look, have a little confidence in yourself. If you if you genuinely like the person, not just because you're dating them because of their wallet, but if you like see a Lutasha or a Blue and mm-hmm. you really like them, but you still working part-time at Chipotle or something. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> oh, and see, this is, this is why. Those no, 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 no. I'm no, no, I need to clarify. I, I'm about to clarify my own fucking face, Jeffrey. The part, the part time at Chipotle means you can't even take care of yourself. So here's the thing, right? And look at Jeffrey got quiet. We're I'm, not saying find no, a, find a homeless man. We're saying if you can pay your bills and survive and only have a buck fifty every week, should you date? If you work at Park at Chipotle, you only got a buck fifty to, to begin with. Like I, 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 there has to be levels to this where we're being honest. I mean, they could be living in affordable housing, so they might be fine. But they, that I mean, they shouldn't try to talk to y'all. Like okay, they, Jeffrey, they you think you are Jeffrey. Natasha and Blue? <laughs> they think y'all are drop dead gorgeous. They what they to do? Oh my yeah. indoor plumbing and my heating and my and they and they and are extra they're clean. Listen, they wherever they live in, it has a shower, so they are clean. <laughs> they have that one or two outfits. They look nice, and their friend. I've invited them out to I don't know a networking event. And well, Latasha, you are taken, but Blue, you are single, and they are really, (laughs) and they want to really like Jeff. Who's Blue? And I'm like, you know what, Blue, this is my friend, so and so, and you know, if I'm a vouch for somebody, that means they're a good person. You are describing a homeless man. You're describing a homeless man. Financially, (laughs) financially, right? Financially, right now, they're not in the best place. But they got dreams. You know, no, no, you, the, you you took the bar and you like gypped it under the bed. I want you to bring the bar back up. We're saying we're not saying people who are transient and looking for housing. Okay, I didn't say he was transient. <laughs> he got a job. No, part time at Chipotle. <laughs> Like it's not even full time. If you said he it's works at Chipotle, but it's part time because he's an aspiring actor, so he needs to be able to audition. That sounds like, okay. That's homeless. So I didn't you understand. So Jeffrey, I'm going to say this. <laughs> so Blue has just cut off. So listen, if you are, <laughs> I'm okay with that. Like she is not interested. I'm, oh, so, not I mean, interested. so here's the thing. 
I need, I don't want you to be a, an extra bill for me when we're dating, right? So he's gonna ask somebody because he's not making enough. I need you to be able to survive. He's right? surviving. No, he's not. So he, he's holding on by a thread and hoping to find a sugar mama. I, I no, I've because I've, I've met the parts of my Chipotle nigga, and they be they be fine and tall and skinny with big penises, and then they're not they in they in your house. So that's why I was triggered. I've done this, Jeffrey. So this is not me like speaking from theory. What I'm saying is, if a man is or a woman, take gender out of it. Somebody who's in survival mode, there is an opportunism that comes from being hungry. That's just human nature. When you can't eat. When you just eat them Chipotle burritos, whatever's left over at the end of the night, because you can barely survive the basics. I actually think if you can't get the basics, then dating and courting, you can't you can't afford it. Like, because you need to figure out how to live, right? But I'm talking about if you're someone who's no, a regular job, you can pay your bills, but you only have a, a couple hundred bucks left over every week. That's when the conversation is, hey, I can't afford opulence, but if I find somebody who, to Natasha's point, and to what I thought was your point, Jeffrey, before you, you started wilding, like I find somebody who within modest means that can still court without breaking the bank. My question was, would you, if you, after you paid your bills, all of your bills, not the public assistance, would you date if you had a $150 left over every week for dating and that was it? If you can't even get your bills paid, you are already at a deficit. And for me as an abundant bitch, if you're at a deficit, I actually don't think it's fair for you to date someone like me because you're going to feel insecure or feel some kind of way when I explain to you that I'm not paying your light bill. I'm not. So I don't want somebody who needs public assistance to the point of I'm being seen as a meal ticket. Does that make sense, guys? Because there are some people back in the 90s, they were doing that Build-A-Bear show. Well, I'll just find me yeah. a sexy <clears throat> nigga who just came out of jail and I'll clean him up and I'll make him a man out of him. And then he leaves you once he's back on his feet. I, I, I'm not I advocating say, for that. When it, that sounds, that's that's a, like that's a Tyler Perry film, Jeffrey. That's a that somebody that's coming to you as an opportunist. I'm talking about somebody who just genuinely, very purely... And they he's like hungry. Right now... Yeah, right now, but that tomorrow, that'll mean his situation today is going to be his tomorrow situation. So can you answer the question before you turn it into a Tyler Perry film? Oh, wait, you, somebody you had 150 your, bucks. If you could pay your bills and you were not transient, so you were a, a working person and you just had 150, would you, would you still date? Would I still date? Yeah. Um, I mean, I can, listen, I can make a date night. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Jeffrey said, I'm pretty. They're going to come listen, over here. I'm a- <laughs> I, no, I, listen, I, I'm creative. I, we, oh, yeah, I mean, I will. If I'm really actually, like, seeing somebody I'm vibing with, then, yeah, I sure would, yeah. How about you, Lulu? If, if, if you met a man who only had a buck 50, would you date him every week? Um, I think at my big age, probably not. <laughs> um, and I, like, I kind of believe. I love, like, I love wait, your wait, honesty. Wait, 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 wait. I, I thought the question was, would you, if you, like, if I was the person with the buck 50, not you're a man, person, yes. 
So it's different for me. How come I can't be getting courted by somebody that's making above 50? You're versed. You already told us you were versed. We're not versed. I'm respecting the everybody's question titles. Change for no, no, the question didn't change. <laughs> Latasha's a femme. I'm a femme and you're versed. And so uh, I'm, I'm catering the questions to everybody's uh, acknowledged. Are, are, are you me and Latasha? I'm not a verse. Bu- I'm not a verse. You my question. Okay. <laughs> are you me and Latasha, the ones on the lower financial trying to date, or are we being courted by someone on the lower financial trying to date us? So I feel like that can be the same question for all of us across the board. Of all the times for you to fight for equality, friend, this is it, Mister yes. Verse. Okay. Listen, never, better late than never. You're you're a verse, so I said, well, Jeffrey courts and gets courted, so that's cute for him. I yeah. am a I'm a femme who, after years of being the sugar mama, am tired, and I would like to be courted in a more old fashioned way. And so for me, I would be asking the other person, if you have a buck fifty, would I date you? Because I'm no longer spitting the bill on men because i've done it a lot trying to be a modern woman and got played people played in my face and so i in my position right now where i have paid for enough dinners for enough men that if i never picked up another, another tab i would still probably be ahead so no i'm not asking that question to myself and also too i i really do think that you need to be honest about what kind of woman you are there's some women who they want dick so bad they'll pay for it if they got to like nigga, i don't care if i have to court you come here to me a man i need a warm body and i don't have a problem with that that's how you live what if it works for you it works for you for me i want a man who's going to court me because i did the courting i tried to be modern in that way and i don't like my results not because i'm judging it i don't like the results that i got when i was courting men I didn't enjoy it. So I would not, it wouldn't matter how much I made because uh, you courted me. Like, and mind, mind you, the reason why I want somebody to court me is because I'm naturally very generous. And so if I'm dating somebody, the minute they invest in me, I already want to give them the world. I'm about to buy them a short set. So they're going to get it back tenfold, but I need to see a man put in the effort first because whenever I, I put the effort in first, I get used. Does that make sense, guys? Yes, Am I, I making would just sense? Like to be asked if I would date someone who was courting me with the buck fifty. Okay, Jeffrey, would, 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 would you? Would you, you said you were versed. I was trying to respect it. Okay, so Jeff, would you date somebody who only had a buck fifty to court you? <laughs> um, Last week you said you were versed like six times. You said it, <laughs> and you, you and, and, then you, and then you said yes, and you you co-signed. <laughs> the, the people saw um, you, Jeffrey. Would I date somebody that was um again yes, and that's I, yeah, I, I would go on. I would take the date. <laughs> I would go on a date. For $150. Yeah, you can do a lot with $150. You would, you I, actually, I actually think you could too. Lulu yeah, said her, at her big age, so we interrupted Lulu. So Lulu, at your big age, you would not do it and, and explain to people why. There's no wrong I, answers, to be honest. I, I And even if people don't agree with me, I'm comfortable with that. Like, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, I, I really don't. Because like, if you, and, and I think that you made a gr- an excellent point, Blue. It's just like, I'm not telling, you're not going on here talking about men need to do this and da, da, da. You're like, based on my experience of how I have lived my life, this is the result that I've gotten from that action I've taken. And based on that experience, I'm changing some things because I'm evolving as a person. Yeah. Because I like to have a different type of relationship. So I personally, I'm not even going to lie. I have not dated a ton of men who did not have means. I'm not going to lie. For the most part, they usually are pretty well off. You better Um, flex, bitch. She's like, I'm a bad bitch. (laughs) No, I I just, I don't know. It just worked out that way. No, own it, girl. Don't don't backtrack like I'm a bad bitch. (laughs) I've I've been dating affluent niggas. Just say it with your chest. But it's not like even something that I actively seek because it may be like how you were saying like, oh, men be like, oh, I don't want to date her. She probably wants too much or da-da-da-da. But like, I just, I need somebody, I think that also, um, 
I just elect to not be in charge in general. Like, oh. I don't want to be in charge. I need somebody to figure out what's going on, where we going, what we doing. And I don't want to be like, oh, is this a place that we can afford? Or are you okay? Or, you know what I mean? And like, I just, I want him to be in control. Like, y'all seen that thing? It's like Whitley Gilbert and um, Dwayne. And she, he was like, oh, you, he was like, you want a rich man? And she was like, I want somebody who's enterprising, smart, driven, um, focused and all these things. And he was like, so you wouldn't date him if, it, if he's poor. And I was like, that man's never poor. And so yeah. I, I kind of feel like that for me, like the, the type of men that I like, they, they always have money because they have those specific types of things. Now, granted, I've been in a situation I was with one of my exes where he was very, very successful and he had like some bad things happen and he was down and I loaned him money that I never got back because oh. he had- for so long that I was like, okay. And I, I, I thought I was going to get it back, but I did not. But the point I'm trying to make is I'm feel the same way with you, blue. Like if you hold me down and we, we, we have this thing, like I'm never going to leave you hanging dry and be like, Oh, well sucks to be you, but you have to put an in effort initially. I have to see that you are actually invested. And I think a lot of times with men, not all the time, sometimes, sometimes money is like the easiest way for them to show that they are invested in you. Now, with that being said, and I think we touched on this before, I don't think that there's anything wrong with when you first meet a dude, if he wants to take you to coffee or he wants to take you to, you know, just have a drink or whatever, he doesn't have to take you to Nobu because he's figure out if he likes you and if you like him and dating can get expensive especially if you're doing one-off noble dates and you're like i hung out with this girl i was stuck with her for two hours i was uninterested after 15 20 minutes and you as a woman could also be uninterested after 20 minutes so i i personally and i have friends who don't believe in that but i'm like i don't think there's anything wrong because if you guys are both feeling each other you can definitely go to cheesecake factory next time (laughs) or wherever you know what i mean but like And I think that a lot of times men bristle at this because that I think a lot of times, and I don't think this is true. That's why I I think she probably didn't ask you for both ways, Jeff, because I feel like it doesn't necessarily work the same because, and Blue, we we talked about this too. It's like the currency is just different. Women want stability and men want something attractive that they want to have sex with. So I was joking about you being pretty, Jeffrey. Like for me, because- you're a man and you're dating other men and you're a pretty man. There, there's, it's just a very different. You, dance different that you, nigga, oh, you, you know, know you're pretty. pretty. Shut up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> <That's good. laughs> but now, to, your, to your point, also, Latasha, I, again, I would take the date, but I'm not going to play the long game. If you ain't coming out of that 150, you know, zone in a good maybe three months. <laughs> oh damn he's on probation for 90 days like work maybe three i might give three if the first date to we touch point the first day goes good and i'm actually interested yeah if you're not showing no signs like oh you finna come up out of there you're trying to actively come up out of there like this is just where i met you this is your situation and you will do better i'm not gonna stick around but i will take the date with somebody who is in a potentially less better financial situation you know than preferred I love the point that Lulu made about the first date. Everybody's talking about the first date. I actually don't think the first date's the most important. I think the second date is. I, I think that if some, date. yeah, I think the second date's more important because the first date, I, I do think coffee or drinks or something light for the first date makes sense because I need to sniff you out just to make sure if you're somebody I want to invest in. I don't give a shit about that. What I care about is we had the first date. We had the coffee. We had the drinks. We had the pastries. Whatever the hell we did. We took the walk around the park or whatever. You talk to me. You sniff me out. Now, do you feel like I'm someone that you want to put some effort into planning something based on what you saw of me? 
So for me, I'm actually not, I care about the first date, girl. I actually think the first date is like a rough draft. I care about the second date because now that you've picked my brain and spent time with me and decided to see me a second time, that's when I see how much value and investment you're putting into me. So I'm actually a second date girl. I actually don't, you you can spend 20 bucks on the first date. I'm watching the second date because now you're like, oh, I told you I love going to the movies. I told you I love art. I told you I love X, Y, and Z. Does any of that show up in how you treat me the next time I see you? Does that make sense, guys? I, I hear everybody talking about, about the first date, and I'm like, am I weird? I'm more, I gauge things more off the second date. But see, and you know, to your point, I'm going to do, because obviously if we're going on a date, we probably met, had some sort of conversation. You probably told me a little bit of your interest. I'm going to incorporate that into the first date. Like, I'm going to make sure, like, oh, she likes art. The first date will probably be at, like, an art gallery or something in that realm where it's like, to let you know, also, I'm paying attention. Like, well, you're a tourist. So here's the thing. We we love romance and we love courtship. I come guns and blazing the minute you set eyes on me, okay? Don't let me find out that you like yellow Tic Tacs and you mentioned it on your stories. <laughs> I'm, right. coming a, I'm, I'm, I'm showing coming. up with a bucket of yellow Tic Tacs and roses, right? Everything. So, but here's the thing, though. That's one thing I'm I like about yellow Tic Tac out costume, <laughs> <laughs> a, one, a onesie dressed like a Tic Tac. <laughs> that's the thing about being a super romantic person. I had to pull that back because people were getting scared. They're like, "Wow, like I just met you. Why are you being so romantic?" I was like, "Cause I like romance. What the fuck?" But I realized that not everybody has it like that, and some people need to warm up. So what I've taught myself is to give grace for the first date for those who are not as into romance as Jeffrey and I. But by the second date, though, if I tell you I like green M and M's. Or I tell you that I want to see the new basket exhibit. Or I tell you that I don't like lactose and you take me to a, a, a creamery and we make the cows. <laughs> I'm going to be like, oh, you don't like me, friend. You didn't listen to shit I said. The second date is where my grace runs out. Because the first date, if you're like me, you're going to be want to be amazing on the first date. But if you're not like me, by the second date, there's no more excuses, bro. You just don't care. Yeah. You, you just don't care about me. Lulu, which date do you think really matters? Because you know everybody talks about the third date is when you're supposed to sleep with people. But child, I, I don't third know. Right, child, we're hoes, Jeffrey. Okay, <laughs> we do what we feel. The, the radical, the regular that's, people that's wake up. Three- preliminary to get a first date. No, I'm just kidding. I was, like, <laughs> I was I about actually- to say, you're talking to Jeffrey. You know, <laughs> the first date going well. <laughs> it's our house. You told him. He told you that. <laughs> I, okay, guys. I once had sex with somebody the night before the first date. We were supposed to have our first date on Saturday, and I got a text saying, "Hey, I'm in your neighborhood on Friday." And it was like late Friday and I had just been drinking tequila. You know, tequila makes me friendly, you guys. Um, and he came to hang out, even though we had dinner planned the next night. We had sex before the first date. And I'm convinced that that ruined our relationship. He could not get past the fact that he'd already got what he wanted. And he was just checked out the whole entire first date. I didn't realize that, that was a thing, but there's some people. I'm not one of those people. There's some people that if they don't feel like they have to work for it, they almost get like lazy. They're like, oh, I wanted to chase, but you already gave me an appetizer. Has that ever happened to you? thing not me not for jeff i was about to say not for jeff these people gonna think i did not grow with values and a family and you just still came out of hell i mean it's okay look you're the sex <laughs> positive advocate <laughs> you are you are the blanche Devereaux. Of right. this <laughs> wait am i rose if- wait <laughs> Sophia, if I... I'm not Sophia. Uh, I'm, so, I'm, I'm a real Sophia hybrid because I'm a little. You are the wise one. <laughs> I'm, I'm wise, but I'm also a little simple. Yeah, right. I'm because it is every time it is. It's almost like when Blue will be talking, and then she'll go off into a picture. It's Sicily, 1922. <laughs> <laughs> I've been here, and done this. Do you want to know the test, Jeffrey? When you're not in the room, I'm the Blanche. You outhold me. Uh oh. 
Like I'm usually, I'm usually the blame, but I met my match. I was like, Chapter can have it. I'll be so good. That means so, Lulu. That be- so I'm um. You're Dorothy. You're the tall one. Dorothy. I knew it. <laughs> you're, you're the sensible one. You're always talking about I'm a big woman. I mean, that's, that's, that's Dorothy. <laughs> Dorothy is a big woman. So he's like, I'm a tall woman. <laughs> I need a man who's seven feet. Dorothy, somebody, somebody hit me up and said that they were triggered that you said that six two was your was your bottom um, height. She said six feet. I thought she said six feet. No, she said six two. Oh, I thought she said six feet was the bottom. She said she 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 said she might eat six two. I'm six feet, but it's really six two for her. But it's just like if I have any heel on, I'm gonna be taller than you. And in my experience, that makes a lot of men more uncomfortable than it makes me uncomfortable because I'm used to being tall. So like if you're a six feet man, six one, you're also used to being tall. So if I'm coming up to you and I look like I could back you down in the paint, it's probably gonna make you feel away. Yeah, she like bitch stole my look because that was supposed to be, yeah, that's that's very true. I also want to clarify for somebody else who DM y'all be DMing me a lot. I don't know why I feel so accessible to y'all, but y'all need to chill. Someone said, Lord, I can't believe you said that you don't um uh date short or broke men. I did not say that. I said that I don't like short broke men, like the combination. <laughs> and they're I mean, mean. <laughs> yeah, they're mean, right? That's yeah, because they're mean. mean. Thank you for quoting me properly. All these little Geppettos running around here. <laughs> I did not say I don't date short or broke. I said I don't date it's short. Broke <laughs> because I fell in love with this little mean motherfucker. He was so mean <laughs> with his fine little ass. He was fine too. I was hoping him being fine, but it didn't help. Okay, because my R and B singers are fine and short, but they're not broke. So that there's that. And again, I want to explain to you guys. My daddy was five four. So that's why I gave short men a chance. And what I've recognized, I, I, I sat with that statement, like, was that problematic? And I was like, no, I stand on it. When a man is short and rich, he can stand on his money. When a man is fine and still working on his finances, he know he's fine. He know all he got to do is put on a suit or some gray sweatpants and exfoliate and go outside. And somebody's going to still want to be his sugar mama, right? So a man who can still figure out a way to feel good about himself is a better investment for me. But if you are both short and broke, the probability of you just being mad all the time to me skyrockets. And I'm speaking from experience. So it's not about me judging you. It's about my safety. Just wanted to and clarify also, that for the people. And also the, another thing that people don't understand and a lot of men, I feel like don't understand because they probably haven't even been in this situation. Like they always get mad about women who saying they want a man who um, has more money than them. But a lot of men do not even want women who make more money than them. It's they don't. Make them- Sure. they're gonna feel like she got something up on me and then they're gonna take it out on you then they're gonna cheat on you because they want to feel good because they're not the breadwinner in the situation so like it sounds good in theory when these men say that but i'm like you really don't want that like you don't just for your own mental you, you do not want a submissive breadwinner i don't think nobody knows what they want <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> it's right? always so many like or, or i just you know also learning us as people though we grow and change every five to seven years our wants needs and desires they change I feel like at that point in time, maybe that is what you wanted. And now these five or seven years have passed. And now you don't want that. You want something I don't want his, like, his, his short mean ass. I never wanted that. Jeffrey. At one point, you were fine dating short men. And then you, you met the short mean when now you're like, I don't want short men. So that's why I was like, we know we don't know what we want until we're faced with it. And you're like, you know what? I don't want that. Or I do want this. I do know what I want now, though. I'm so yeah, clear. Like, you don't want a short mean man. No, no, no. That's why I don't. I don't want a short mean man. I don't. That's hey, what you're going to end up with. Me, no, don't do that. Cause I, I'll, put, I'll, I'll pray something on you too, and it's different when I put an X, Jeffrey. Don't do that. Next Thanksgiving, <laughs> next Thanksgiving, blue coming. No, no, no. <laughs> next, next Thanksgiving, hey y'all. Okay, so next Thanksgiving, you're gonna, you're gonna show up with somebody who, who has 150 dollars forever. How about that? We're we'll doing hex. Okay, watch your mouth. Words mean things, friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I 
say your man was broke. <laughs> no, 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 no. If my man is short, your man's gonna be broke forever. How about that? Okay, so we're gonna... <laughs> it's not so fun when it's coming back. And that's why I'm gonna save the city girls up. <laughs> you know what? I um I love this episode, even though I don't know what the hell happened. Um, this took this episode was supposed to be called uh, "Did Me To uh, Skip Hip Hop." Uh, I feel like we should we should call it "Short Me Niggas" or oh, "City Girls Up." Actually, should be the name. Um, you guys, I. What Jeffrey said, because I could feel that something on the tip of your tongue. Yeah, our problematic king. Jeffrey be trying to be, he be like, damn, how much do I not want to be able to leave the house? How canceled can I afford to be and still book these clients? Um, is there anything that you guys want to promote or shout out before we wrap up for today's show? Is there anything you want to share with the audience that you're doing? Anything of interest? You know what? This week, not so much. I actually, this week, um, over the Thanksgiving break, was honestly just thinking about what is it business-wise. I need to and want to do different in 2024. I want to get a head start on that because 2023 has been great. I have enjoyed it. I've learned a lot. I've done a lot. I made a lot. Not $150 range. Um, but <laughs> 2024 is like, you know, we got to get better. We got to get better. We got to do more and more. So I've really just been thinking about what I want my goal for my business to be for. Well, I love that because the whole December 18th episode is about what we want for 2024. So I love that you've already gotten a head start. So when the episode comes out, friend, I can't wait to hear your list. Because By the way, for those who are listening, December 18th, it's going to be the last episode that we tape. I think it comes out the 19th or the 20th. And we're going to be doing um, emotional inventory of this year. So Lulu and Jeff already be thinking about that. Damn, I've been doing a lot of homework, girl. Wait, got to... <laughs> homework? Jeffrey, I do all the itineraries by myself. What's did the homework? See, did you not see all the baggage you pulled out of my car? Do you want me to do all that work? And give you my bit. No, just playing. I, I want to hear on this, uh, the end of December. I cannot wait to hear what you're manifesting because now we get to have a time capsule and go back and see how much of that came true. Um, and Lulu, is there anything that you want to shout out that you're doing that you're excited about? Um, I'm going to be traveling like the last two or three weeks of the year. So I'm excited about that. They're going to see my family again. And I'm also going to be spending some time in Mexico. But I really want to, I kind of feel like Jeff, like maybe get a jump start on the year and figure out like what direction I would like to go in and goals that yep. I have, things that I want to focus on. Um, but yeah, like 2023 was, was pretty good. And like I'm pleased with myself and the way things happen. So I'm just excited for next year too. We're talking about getting a head start, guys. One of the things that Jeff, Lulu, and I all have in common is we would like this uh, podcast to make a profit. So please make sure that if you've been enjoying it and listening to it, that you rate it, you subscribe it, you listen to it on Apple, Spotify, thumbs up on YouTube. Don't just listen for free. You pay us with engagement. That It takes you half a second to hit the like button. It takes you half a second to subscribe. Once again, only a tenth of our listeners are actually hitting that button. So if we're trying to get payments so we can be back in the studio, we need you to engage so that the people who are going to invest in us recognize that you actually exist and you're not just lurking in the shadows. Um, Jeffrey still wants a black car to pick him up to take him to the studio. We like being in the studio. Y'all like seeing us in the studio. That was, you know, we got a lot of engagement there. Yeah. So the, the studio, it's night and day when we're in the studio, guys. So I need you to understand that we want you to engage so that we can get back to giving you the optics that you want because they cost money. Um, For me, I think I just still want to shout out that the OTS uh, On That Shift Workshop is taking place in January. That's OTS24. Uh, at eventbrite.com. Um, it's an amazing class. We do it once a week, every Wednesday for two hours. We we do it live on Zoom. So for those of you who want to talk to me so damn much in my DMs, you can actually talk to me in person if you just pay for it. Um, and Jeffrey and Lulu, you guys are still invited to join the class. It, it has been 
life-altering. I'm not just saying that because I teach it, because I take it every time I teach it. And there have been so many times that I've been in the middle of a toxic situation and the class that I'm in happens to be about that situation. It's pulled me out. So if you guys ever want to join us, you have a free invite to just jump in. And also for anybody who's listening in the month of November, it is uh, 20% off in November because it's Black Friday, Cyber Monday. So I don't know what the names of the, of the holidays are. I just know that November means everything has to be on a discount. Um, I love you guys. I have been uh, potting and creating content for several hours. Once again, these Mondays are getting busy. So we're going to let you go. Uh, Lulu and Jeff, drop your, your your stats one more time so they know where to find you and stalk you. Find me everywhere at Jeffro5, J-E-F-R-O-5. And yeah. Lulu? On Instagram, L-U underscore L-U-1-9. And I am still at Blue Centric. And if you go to at Blue Centric, you'll find Jeff and Lulu. They're, they're right there. <laughs> All right. We love you guys. And I'm going to uh, take a nap. I adore you. This episode was another one for the books. Which one y'all gonna take a cold shower and come get in the bed? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you guys left? Wow! You're so, wow! Okay, you know what? On that no bye. I love y'all. <laughs> Miles, are you ready to record our promo for season two of the One of Bet podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that season two starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electrocast. Electric acid.